Okay. Are we ready for the word? I got 35 minutes. I intend on using all of them plus four. Amen. Jump up on your feet. Let's read the word of God together. Mark chapter five. Mark chapter five. We're going to read eight verses together. Somebody say, I'm ready. We are a talk back church. Uh, Amen, which means we're not the frozen chosen, staring at the TED talker, giving his oration that he got off of the off of Google. Yeah, hey, I did not write this sermon. I wrote this sermon. Amen. Uh, so we like a, a good amen every once in a while. We like an uh-huh. We like a, that was for my wife, you know, all those kind of things. No, I don't recommend that for your marriage. Mark chapter 5, verse 30. I'm so grateful you're here. Look at all of you at 845. What's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, there, there's a man named Jairus. He, he has come to Jesus. He says, my daughter needs a miracle. Would you come home with me to pray for my daughter? On the way to the house, They received this message. Messengers arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue, and they told him, your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. But Jesus overheard them and said to Jairus, don't be afraid, just have faith. Then Jesus stopped the crowd. Watch this. Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go in. Watch this. Not not everyone can go in to miracle territory. Not everyone can go with you. Ooh, preacher. He's on one already. He wouldn't let anyone go in except Peter, James, and John. And then, watch this, and then they came to the home of the synagogue leader. Jesus saw much commotion and weeping and wailing. And he went inside and said, why the commotion? Why the weeping? The child isn't dead. She's only asleep. And the crowd, watch that, there's always a crowd, laughed at him. And he made them all leave. Everybody say, get out. (laughs) And he took the girl's father and mother and his three disciples, Peter, James, and John, into the room where the girl was lying. Holding her hand, he said to her, little girl, get up. And the girl, who was 12 years old, immediately stood up and walked around. They were overwhelmed and totally amazed and he gave them strict orders not to let anyone know about this which of course never worked they always start bragging about him and told them to give her something to eat I just I want you to notice in verse 40 he he made them all leave so he could do what he needed to do in their life Okay, so I've talked about breakthrough, and I've talked about the when of breakthrough, and I've talked about the the where of breakthrough. I want to talk about the who of breakthrough. The who of breakthrough. Everyone say this out loud. Say, I don't need everybody, but I need somebody. Amen. Lord, talk to us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. The who of breakthrough. Your breakthrough requires somebody. 
Jairus needed a miracle. Jairus needed a breakthrough. So Jairus invites Jesus into his home, into his life, into his situation. By by the way, this is the blessing of walking with Jesus. The blessing of walking with Jesus is that it's not just a one hour on Sunday experience. That he's bigger than Sundays. He's beyond Sundays. That Jesus shapes our lives and our families and our everything. That he's not the Sunday God, but he's the Monday God, Tuesday God, Wednesday God, Thursday God, Friday God, Saturday God. Yep, there he is again on Sunday. This is the God that we serve. That that when you invite him into your home, he goes. Because Jesus will always go where he's invited. So Jairus says, will you come home with me? And Jesus says, let's go. But as they're going, there is this moment of distraction, this moment of desperation, this moment of discouragement. And here's where we find the story. So uh, the first thing you need to know about the who of breakthrough is you have to choose your voice. You got to choose the voice. Now, now when I say that, I, I started getting into this last week, and I just went, man, I'm not done talking about, about these voices. I was in John 10 last week talking about it, and I just, I'm, not, I'm not just quite done yet. I, I want to talk about this because Jairus invites Jesus in. Jesus says, yes, they're on the way, and now there's two voices. And the first voice is the voice of the messengers that says, don't bother the teacher. And the second voice is the voice of Jesus that says, don't be afraid. Verse 35, don't bother Jesus. Verse 36, don't be afraid. Choose your voice. Choose your verse. Choose your theology. Choose how you're going to see God. Choose choose how how you're going to believe God. Choose how you're going to receive from God. Is God angry and old and white hair with a lightning bolt in his hand saying, you again? Or is God kind and beautiful and love and patient and listening because Jesus overheard. I love that. Just listening. Don't be afraid. How you, how you see God will shape how you can receive from God and will shape who you run to when you need God and will shape the good seasons and the bad seasons of your life. Am, am I going to be a don't bother God Christian or a don't be afraid Christian? Am I going to be a God is against me Christian or a God is for me Christian? Am I going to be a God is angry Christian or God loves me, Christian, they said, don't bother the teacher, your daughter's dead. This is an interesting word here. It literally means she's expired. It's over. It's the end of a thing. It's, it's run its course. Jairus, you're out of time. Maybe you feel that way today. I, I've tried, but it's, expi- I've run out of time. I've run out of options. I've run, we've, we've done all we can, but it's run it's course, and at this moment, there are two reports, and maybe you're in between two reports right now, and let me just say this, 
life is always in between two reports. As a believer, I'm always in between the two reports, the report of the messenger and the report of Jesus, the, the report of religion and the report of grace, the report of judgment and the report of mercy, the, the report of the demonic and the report of the angelic. Whose report? Well, I believe Isaiah 53 verse 1 says, who has believed our report? God says, I have a report. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit say we have a report. Who's going to believe our report? If you were to read on Isaiah 53, it's just a whole chapter about Jesus. It's a whole chapter about the cross. It's a whole chapter about his resurrection. It's a whole chapter about what he's done for us. And, and God is saying, whose report will you believe? Because, because I'm going to believe somebody's report. Give up or have faith. It's over or it's not over. The voice of defeat or the voice of victory. I'm just, I'm just telling you, these voices are always talking. Always. When's the devil going to shut up? When you get to heaven. Is that all right? Why am I still in a fight? Because. Because. We're in the flesh. We're in the world. There is a system called the world system run by the God of this world, small g God. And he's not going to stop talking and he's not going to stop trying to discourage you from getting Jesus to the place you need him to get to in your life. Oh, So he's in, a, he's in a critical moment. And at this moment, Jairus has to either believe the messenger or believe Jesus. And who he believes next will be critical to his destiny and critical to his family. And one person says she's expired and she's dead. And the other person says she's not dead, she's asleep. Boy, we got two different reports happening here, people. And we're, we're just going to have to decide whose report are we going to believe. Jesus says it's not over. I just want to tell somebody who maybe needs this word, it's not over. It might look dead, but it might just be asleep right now. It might look like it's run out of time, but I serve the God that created time, which means he can make more time, which means he can create more time. So even if I'm out of time, God can just add time. I serve the God that can make the sun stand still. I serve the God that can stop time in its tracks. I serve the God that can restore the... I'm sorry, I'm preaching. I've only been preaching for three minutes and I'm already yelling. But I serve the God who created time, is outside of time, and can decide what time you're going to be in. And I've, I've come to tell somebody you're right on time. High five your neighbor, tell him you're on time, you're on time, you're on time, you're on time, you're on, you're on time. My God, I feel this. Because the devil's saying, you're out of time. It's over. You had a window and you missed it. And God goes, I can create new windows. You see all this I created? Count the stars. I can make another window. My Lord, this is blessing my soul. Sometimes I like my own sermons. Amen. So they go, they go, 
They go, but watch, watch, watch. They get to the house. And another step is needed. Number two, you got to clear the room. Uh-huh. Clear it out. Uh-huh. Mm. He, he has Jesus with him. He has the promise of Jesus. He has the presence of Jesus. But there is still an atmosphere in his home that has to be removed in order for ministry to happen. Mm. Okay. Jesus did not enter the house until he removed the negativity. Let me explain this. All the commotion, all the commotion. Did you notice they they go from weeping to laughing? Like in a second? Um, the, The reason for this is because in Bible days, in these days, they would actually hire, families would hire mourners to mourn the dead in a in an act of honoring the dead. So the family has now hired these professional mourners to weep and make noise and make commotion at the death. It was a a very strange practice, but a very real practice. People profiting off of your pain. It is incredible, isn't that? Because have you, mm, okay, so profiting off of your loss, it's not real because as soon as it's challenged, it turns to laughter. And, And Jesus says this has to be removed from your atmosphere to be able to receive what I have for you. That not everybody can go with you into the miracle room. And that some things have to be removed in order to really receive the ministry that Jesus has for you. So Psalm 1 says, blessed is the man. Now, just let's stop real quick. I'd like to be blessed. I, praise the Lord. Anybody else? I, like, let's just start right there. Like, blessed is the man or woman. I'm like, okay, I'm interested. Okay, maybe you're not. I am. I'm like, all right, let's 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 see what goes on next. Who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. Everybody say walk. walk. Okay. Nor stands in the way of sinners. Everybody say stand. stand. Nor sits in the seat of the scoffers. Everybody say sit. sit. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither. In all he does, he prospers. Look at all that stuff that God wants to do for you, and yet it's contingent on who? It's contingent on your who? I I can look at people. I've been doing this for 25 years. I can just look at people, and I can look at them, 
and I can see their beautiful heart and I can see their beautiful commitment and their beautiful passion and then I can look at their friends and go, they will not make it with them. And it's not that they are evil or bad or it's just that they're not strong enough to pull a whole group out of what they love. And oh, and they're not a Messiah. Amen. And some of you just have a Messiah complex. Fix it. I'm fixing it. So let's talk about it real quick. Walks, stands, sits. Let's look at this on the screen. Walks, stands, and sits. Walks, counsel of the wicked. Opinions. Where are you getting your opinions from? I just be careful. This is podcast. Okay. I just be careful. Who's who's counseling? Who are you talking to? Who are you listening to? Who's feeding you? Where are you getting your counsel? Man, I'm so careful about my counsel. I'm so careful about who I talk to. I'm so careful about who I open up to. You know, in this church, I'll tell you right now, I'll talk to Bruce, talk to Frank. In the next service, there's a man named Tom in our church. I talked to Tom. I got a couple. Don't be offended if you make that list just now. They're just, they're just old. Amen. <laughs> Is that okay? They're just. <laughs> As they're in service right now, and I'm calling them old. You're in the 845. You proved it. I just, what do you think? What do you think? What do you, what do you, I just, I, I, I'm just so careful about my counsel. Stands in the way, lifestyle of sinners. You just got to be careful. I know I sound like a youth pastor right now talking to 15-year-olds. You're like, bro, I'm 50. I know, but you got to be careful about who you're standing with. I'm not saying you don't love your family and your friends and your coworkers and you're not, a, you're not salt and light. That's not what I'm talking. I'm not talking about living in a Christian bubble of perfection. I am talking about, though, who I, who I walk and stand and sit with is different than who I influence and who I have to eat Thanksgiving dinner with. Okay, who I sit with. The seat, the morals, the foundational thinking patterns of scoffers. Scoffers. You know, that's what Peter said. In the last days, there would be scoffers. Have you noticed how people hate the church? They don't make fun of Muslims. Hello? Can we just talk real quick? They don't make fun of, they don't make fun of Hindus. They don't make fun of Buddhists. They don't make fun of atheists. They don't make, fine, fine, fine. Don't care, free speech. I am like, First Amendment, turn up. Say what you want about me and anybody. I'm just, have you noticed the spirit? But they hate Christians and they hate Jews. And if you do, you need the Lord, brother. Like, where is that coming from? Scoffers in the last days. Who do you sit with? Who are you comfortable with? Who are you comfortable with? I'm just, I'm careful. I, I'm, in, in every season of my life, it's a little different now because I'm, I'm just old and in my, set in my ways. But in every season of my life, I've had to be careful 
who I'm comfortable with. Aye, aye, aye. Can, I, can I break down everything I just said with a modern phrase? Can I do that? Show me your friends. <laughs> and I'll show you your future. Show me who you walk with. Show me who you stand with. Show me who you sit with. And, and the staff knows this. I'll, I'll be in staff meetings and I'll say, I, I see your Instagram and I see you hang, who you're hanging with. Every once in a while, try to be around people that will level you up. And I'll, I'll challenge them. I will. No, I'll, I'll go, I know you got your homies. Are you all clapping for your staff? You're like, yeah, this staff needs, no, is that what you're doing? That's an aggressive clap from everybody. No, but I'll just be like, okay, yeah, you got your homies, but like, get around some yeah, just get around. Ooh, they just kind of go. Take you higher. That was an elevator sound. Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. So here's just like a little bit of how I live. I, I stay away from negative, from sarcastic, from gossip. I stay away from the self-absorbed. I, I stay away from harsh. I stay away from angry. I just stay away from, if you're angry, I just kind of, ooh, because I don't want that thing to turn on me. Amen. I don't want you to turn on me or, I just stay away from that. I, st- I stay away from greedy. I just, I, I, now I love everybody. Please under, I hope you're hearing my heart. I love everybody. I will, and I'm, and I, I really do, and I'm, and I'm friendly to everybody. But I don't sit with, walk with, or stand with. The double-minded that will weep and then laugh at me in a second. I don't sit with that. And and let me just go a little further. This will be a lot more relevant, I understand, to the 845, all the young people. But let me just say this. There have been seasons in my life, especially when I was younger, where I had to walk away from relationships while I was waiting on new relationships. That's why you got to be in a small group. Oh, here we go. Oh, We knew he was going to get there. Yeah, I know. Because some of you have left. You're trying to get out of. And now you're kind of in church and it's kind of weird, but you like it, but it's kind of, and now you got to find the new. And so you're clearing the room of the old, but now you got to find your Peter, James, and John. You got to find your faith friends. You got you got to find these these new relationships and sometimes there's the awkwardness of it. And you just got to be committed to that. And now listen, beyond just relationships, just what do you need to clear out of your life to better receive from God? Is is there anything in your life right now that's hindering your faith? How do I know? Cuz as soon as I said it, you thought about it. You have the Holy Spirit, you know. I say it and you go, ooh, yeah, I got to, oh, man, I got to stop that. I got to end that. I got to move on from that. Yeah, you know. So I don't need to list 50 things that you already know. As soon as I say that, as soon as I say, is there anything in my life that's hindering my faith? I go, yep. Dealing with it. Fighting it. Resisting it. And, And let me just say this. If Jesus is ever leading you to surrender something, it's always for something greater. So if he's ever asking you to move something out, it's because he has something greater to bring in. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. It, if you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. Well, these are wise words from our, from our master, from our Messiah, from our Lord. But if you give up your life, here's all that means. You just live open. You just live surrender. If you give up your life for my sake, you'll save it. Control is a myth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have we learned that yet? Control is a lie. But if I try to hold on, I end up losing the very thing I'm trying to hold on. But if I'll ever just give it up. My prayer this morning, I, I, I drove here to church bawling my eyes out listening to this song called Build Your Church. And here was my revelation this morning for 15 minutes on my way to church. Saying, this is your church, Lord. <laughs> This ain't my church, this is your church, Jesus. <laughs> just, because if I try to make this mine, I lose it. Whatever it is, whatever it is. Lord Goldie, is, that's your kid. She's your child. I'm going to do everything I can to raise her up in the things of God and protect her and do all that I can. I'm going to try to keep the junk out and I'm going to move the scoffers out of her life. And I'm, I'm going to do everything I can. But at the end of the day, my hands are open and I go, Holy Spirit, that's your kid. You're going to have to save her. I can't save her. I am not her Jesus. So anytime God has asked me to surrender, I want to show you a really cheesy picture that, get, that gets the point across. But I, but I want you to see this. Because I've been there. I've been that little girl. Not, not literally. Amen. I've always. <laughs> we ain't that kind of church, okay? Uh, keep that on the stream, too. I, but I've been there where I'm trying to hold on to something. But God has something so much greater. And I've and I've had to do I've had to do that I don't know a hundred times in 25 years of serving God. Where I've looked at it and went, but this is so this is so good to me. God, but I love this, but this makes me comfortable, but this makes me and then any anytime I've surrendered it, this this wave of blessing comes back. Oh my God. So you gotta you gotta clear the room, but but Here's, here's my third and final point. But then you got to fill the room. So Jesus says, Mom and Dad, Peter, James, and John, we're going. Let me have the, let me have the team come up. He, he brings the right people, the right things, the right spirit now in. Now notice that he brings five people in. You don't need a huge circle. You just need the right circle. That is, the, the myth of culture is that you need to be popular. You don't need to be popular. You need, you need three to five trusted friends. Yeah. That, can, that, that you, you can hear pray and they can hear you belch. Amen. And vice versa. Y'all know what I'm saying? I'm talking about just a couple of ride or dies. You don't need everyone, but you do need some faith friends for your breakthrough. Y'all, I'm talking about the Hua breakthrough. Again, I am, I am pushing groups 
right now because because you got to find your who you got to find your circle you got to find your your mom and dad your peter james and john you got to find your crew that can go in with you into miracle territory remember the man who was who was paralyzed mark chapter 2 verse 3 and these men came bringing him to jesus carrying him here's what I know about your journey of faith sometimes you will carry and sometimes you will be carried sometimes you're up here man you're 10 out of 10 and you are like I will bring you and you and you and you and you're just sometimes you're on your back going help have a couple that can go I can't I can't walk by faith today so can you carry me by faith I know I'm supposed to walk by faith stop judging me carry me just today I'll be better tomorrow but I'm having a pity party can I tell you I've had some pity parties At least once a month. Oh, I'm just being serious. At least once a month, I'll call somebody on our board. <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> I don't know what to do. All right, come on, get in the stretcher. They'll pick me up. And they'll pray me through. And they're the man of God. And then usually within 72 hours, they're calling me. <laughs> I don't know what to do. This is so hard for me. All right, come on. You know, we judge each other. Come on, somebody. I need some friends that can carry me. Some roof tearing, tile ripping, straw removing, ceiling breaking friends that can get me to Jesus when I'm going through hell. Don't let me stop. Did you hear me? I said I'm going through hell, but don't let me stop in the valley of the shadow of death. Get me on over to the other side. Be seated. I'm almost done. I'm taking my time. I told you I'm going to take my time. So, 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 so. Of, of course, the who of breakthrough starts with Jesus, of course. It just doesn't end with just Jesus. got to have some people that I, that I can say I'm, I'm stepping into this space will you come with me huh. I'm starting this new venture will you pray with me we've just had another child and it's just we just went from Maybe man to man to zone. Amen. Come on, y'all know what I'm saying? We went from two on one to two on two. Will you go with me? I just got a diagnosis. Can you come with me? I'm believing God for some great things this year. Can y'all come with me? I'm going to invite you into a room that you didn't know existed because our marriage is going through it. Can y'all come with us? 
hey, I'm more blessed than I've ever been, and I'm trying to figure this whole thing out, and I don't really know what to do with all this money, and I don't, will you come with me? See, good or bad, you better have some people that you can take with you into the room. And I'm not saying that's easy. I'm not saying you walk into small groups starting tomorrow and you just look around the living room and go, these are all my best friends. These are my people. Maybe, maybe not. But I am saying it's intentional. I'm saying you got to work at it. I am saying you got to try. I am saying you got to, you got to pick up. You got to pick up. You know, a lot of times our our staff, they'll text me something and I'll just call them. Because it's just good for them to hear my voice. And they didn't want to call. Amen. Somebody, they wanted a text. Hey, hey. Hey, let's just talk about that. It's just good to hear each other. Just, and I think I'm also, Bruce and Frank, I think I'm just getting old, right? Because I I don't like texting anymore. When did that happen? Hey, let's just talk. You're like, oh, great. (laughs) My pastor. The who of breakthrough. I want to challenge you in a very busy city, in a very transient city, in a very fast-paced, action-packed city that I love. If you're too busy for relationships, you're too busy. You're just too busy. And, and you're going to find, let me, I'll just end with this, just because I'm a pastor and I just, my heart. You're gonna, you are going to find the right people in the right places. Not in the wrong places. There's a study by this guy named Mike Duffy. He's a brilliant thought leader, Dr. Mike Duffy. He he said the the best way to find good friends, he's not a Christian. He said the best way to find good friends is to volunteer. And his point is, if if you're down at the soup kitchen, if you're down at a homeless shelter, if you're down at a church, if if you're down at the the whatever, if you're volunteering, it it's probably other good people volunteering because, you know, the bad people are probably not volunteering. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he goes, so you, you start giving and then you start finding. Join a serve team. Join a small group. Get to church on time. Don't rush out. Take a couple of minutes to just awkwardly stand out in the courtyard I'll find you. If you start doing this, I will find you. I promise. I'll find you. Hi, Pastor. Hey, God bless you. Just look around. So many, and again, I don't, I'm not judging anybody, but you know, so many Sundays I get out there and man, people are just rushing out. Hi. You know, I feel like a four-year-old. Hi. You know, I get it, you know, probably intimidating, but I'm just saying like, take a couple of minutes, give out a few hugs, shake a couple of hands. That's where it happens, the who.
of breakthrough. The who of breakthrough. Father, I pray for every lonely heart. I pray for every broken heart. I pray for every, I pray for every Jairus in the room who just feels like I need somebody right now. I pray firstly, Jesus, be close to them. I just pray for you. If you, have a, if you feel like you got a broken heart, would you stand? I just got a broken heart. Would you stand? The Lord is near to the brokenhearted. Listen to me, Jesus is coming to your house today. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus.